This is The Riot Pod. Big fight weekend this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Had a lot going on. Terrence Crawford taking on Jeff Horn for the WBO Welterweight Championship belt. This fight went pretty much as expected. Uh, Jeff Horn came out early, tried to uh, assert his dominance and overpower Terrence Crawford by getting a little dirty, you know, clinching him up, trying to punch and fight from the inside. And Terrence Crawford just was having none of that. Uh, Terrence Crawford literally uh, created distance and uh, just just peppered him up every time he tried to step in to close the gap. And uh, by the ninth round, it was pretty much over. Uh, of course, by the TKO, you know, anyway. But uh, the, one of the things I wanted to talk about was Jeff Horn after the fight, the ESPN coverage showed uh, Jeff Horn was upset with the referee. And there had been some rumblings before the fight and even during the fight that his camp was concerned about how the referee was going to call the fight because this referee was not one that was known to allow very much clinching which is what Jeff Horn did to Manny Pacquiao when he won the belt initially. Um, But just watching the fight, uh, it looked like the referee did a pretty decent job of not allowing Jeff Horn to use those dirty tactics, Um, which in essence, if that's all you got, you really need to go back to the drawing board anyway. Terrence Crawford really just showed his dominance as a boxer, uh, his skill set, his speed, his ability to to get in and out, switch stances. Uh, and Jeff Horn just just is not on that same level. But for Jeff Horn to be upset with the referee after the fight, this man literally just saved your life, Jeff Horn, because you were about to go down in the ninth. He saved you and allowed the TKO instead of allowing you to hit the deck because it was coming. Terrence Crawford was tapping your face pretty good, you know, and uh, you should be thanking this man and not being upset with him after the fight. But from uh, one act of mercy to one that should have been an act of mercy, uh, we'll go to the next fight that I want to cover. CM Punk versus Mike Jackson UFC. Oh my goodness. Um, I am a a fan of wrestling. I am not afraid afraid to admit that. Uh, So I I do know CM Punk uh, from the other side of what he's famous for. But in the UFC, uh, all he's pretty much become famous for is uh, being a terrible fighter. Um, Now, I'm not one to normally say someone should give up on what they're trying to achieve in life, but... I mean, there comes a point where you kind of really just have to face facts. Okay. Um, I'm also a huge fan of UFC. I'm really just a fan of combat sports in general. Um, And CM Punk, you you just don't have it, man. I'm sorry. Like, stepping into that octagon is not something you should be looking forward to doing ever again. This man was literally exhausted Halfway through the first round, you realize you had two more rounds to go, right? Not only that, but he was getting assaulted. 
This should have been an assault and battery case on Mike Jackson in this fight. But the sad part about it was Mike Jackson is not a great fighter. <laughs> now, granted, he's probably more polished and more technical of a fighter as far as his punching and striking ability than the average man on the street. But that's not saying much. This man literally just got beat down by a journalist. Mike Jackson is an admitted journalist. A member of the media stepped into the octagon and beat down CM Punk. You know, I, I, I feel like Mike Jackson in this instance. I feel like I don't even want to call him CM Punk because of what happened to him in this case. I feel like I just need to be calling this man Phil Brooks. Okay, Phil Brooks stepped into the octagon and he had some flashes of some decent moments, a lot better than his fight against Mickey Gould. Okay, but that one takedown you got, nothing resulted from it. And then you had a triangle attempt in the second round. And and pretty much other than that, you just got assaulted. Like your chin took some serious shots from a man that's not serious. Okay, this man literally looked out of his element, fish out of water. His feet weren't set on a lot of his punches. He he was just flailing around in there. And it wasn't something I feel like I need to see ever again. Okay, for anybody who paid for that UFC pay-per-view to see CM Phil Brooks Punk step into that cage, they deserve a refund. Dana White needs to refund all the people's money in the city of Chicago that showed up just to chance CM Punk, okay? These fans should have been booing this man. He was so terrible. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash. People are going to say, oh, well, you can't step into the cage and and, and take on a, a, a fighter who hasn't won a fight and do any better. You know what? You're probably right. But I'm not going to keep forcing myself to go in there and take this punishment either. If I know that I'm not ready to do this, if I'm in my mid to late thirties and I'm just not ready to fight on this level, why keep subjecting yourself to it? Okay. Go take some amateur fights, figure out if it's something that you need to do and then come back. Okay. Stop putting yourself in this situation. It's just terrible. And speaking of terrible situations, LeBron James Sr. Oh, man. Uh, now, let me preface this by saying, first of all, I am an avid LeBron James fan. Okay. I, I'm not the one that ever gets into the Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate. Because one, I just feel honored that I grew up at a period of time where I was able to witness both of them in their prime and basically dominate the league. OK, I feel like there should be no debate between the two because they both have just contributed so much to this league and to the game of basketball and the culture of sports in general. Now, now that I got that out of the way. LeBron James, information has come out uh, just recently 
regarding him punching a blackboard after game one, the, the terrible, memorably terrible game one loss of the NBA finals. Now, is punching the blackboard really the issue? No. Lots of people get frustrated, okay? He really wanted to punch J.R. Smith. Everybody knows that. Like, J.R. Smith, that should have been your face, not the blackboard, okay? But that is not the issue. The issue that I have with this entire situation is, of course, the information was going to come out. It's not necessarily about the timing of the information. To me, it's about the perception of the timing. So a lot of people I've been reading comments and, and blogs and, you know, those different types of things. And, and then listening to the ridiculous people like Stephen A. Smith, you know, he always says LeBron James wants to change the narrative and things like that. I don't think this is one of those cases. OK, now LeBron has been reportedly not wearing a cast on this hand in the public eye. So not wearing it at practice, not wearing it before games, not wearing it anywhere where the media was able to see it. And then after the game four in the press conference, he all of a sudden has on a soft cast. So everybody's going to ask about it. Of course, he knows this. This man is smart. But people are saying he is now trying to use that as an excuse for why he got swept or why you know, he couldn't overcome the Golden State Warriors. In all fairness, this man's been around this league and dominating for 15 years. You actually think he was going to beat the Golden State Warriors? You actually think he thought he was going to beat the Golden State Warriors? I am not a Warriors fan by any means. I don't feel like that team, I, I mean, literally, they're, they're an unstoppable force. OK, but I feel like LeBron in this instance just didn't care anymore. He didn't care to hide it. If he was going to use it as an excuse, it would have came out after game one or maybe somewhere around game three or maybe even before game four. Why wait until after the series? He hasn't complained about it one time. He still went out there and played. Still going out there, putting up 30, 40 points a night, leading his team, not once complaining about his hand to the media. That's not an excuse. After the battle, after getting swept, then he's pretty much like, you know what? I don't even care. I just need to take care of myself. I'm getting ready to make a huge decision for my future. Why does it matter what I'm wearing in front of the media? I know the questions are going to come, but so what? Series is over. Season's over. We're going into, you know, a new phase and a new a new season of life, I guess, as they say. So why does it matter whether or not he's wearing the cast? This man played in the finals with a broken hand and didn't mention it once and still played like the best player on the planet that wasn't named Kevin Durant. OK, at the time. So I just feel like the amount of LeBron James hate that's out there is just ridiculous. Like people need to just get over it. Just accept that this man 
has done some amazing things throughout his 15 years so far. And just look forward to him doing something great for the last, you know, two or three years he's got left. Because in my personal opinion, I feel like the man should only play another two to three years. Why keep subjecting yourself to all this attention and and hate? I mean, you got the money. You don't need the money. You got the business, the global business that is LeBron James. It's already in motion. Why keep subjecting yourself to it? You're not going to win six championships. I just don't feel like that's going to happen. No matter what team you go to or where you end up playing basketball for the next two to three years, it's you're going to be hard-pressed to win another three championships. Um, it's just the, the league, the wins are changing, as they say. Uh, the East, no matter what people may think, the East is becoming a lot tougher uh, than it has been in the past. And... Uh, yeah, I just I just feel like I just feel like no matter what he does, he, he gets such a level of criticism that, you know, why keep fighting that? You know, at some point you just need to ride off into the sunset because I guarantee you when LeBron James leaves this NBA. It will be a time when the NBA takes a dip, he will be sorely missed. I don't feel like the NBA is at a point where it can still thrive at this level without a LeBron James. There is not one person who can step up and be the face of this league. You, some may argue Kevin Durant. I say no. Kevin Durant's not even the face of his team. Okay? Because there's a four-headed monster on that team. Some may say Ben Simmons is the next Mm, no, if you've watched him play, he's not ready. Giannis, not ready. Okay, so who is the face of this league for the next 10 years? Nobody's ready for that yet. So let's just all sit back, stop trying to fight it, and enjoy the greatness that has been and will continue to be for a short while, LeBron James. This has been The Riot Pod. I am your host, Hollywood. And if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Twitter at New Agent Entertainment or on Instagram. Or you can reach us on the link through the Anchor FM app. And let me know some topics that you would like to uh, have me discuss. Or if you have any questions or if you like some rebuttals about some of the topics I've discussed. Uh, also, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, that may be able to be arranged as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next time.